Would you turn again now to that uh, portion of the word that we read in Psalm 115? Psalm 115. And we can take as our text verse 18, the last verse. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. We will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Well, the psalmist begins here. Since the psalm by acknowledging man's nothingness, not unto us, Lord, not unto us, but do thou glory take to thyself. And as we begin a new year, it would be a good way for us all to see ourselves in that way and to say, not unto us. And to see ourselves in that way, particularly in the light of the word of God, uh, revealing to us something of what we are of ourselves. And the great gulf that exists between us as sinful creatures and our thrice holy God. And if we see anything of that at all, surely we will say with the psalmist, not unto us, Lord, not unto us the glory take to thyself. And as we begin a new year also, at a time when seemingly many of us may be making resolutions, what better resolution than this, that we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. What better resolution that a determination in our lives to praise the Lord and all that that means, of course. Now, even here today, those of you who profess to love the Lord and have been there for blessing his name, maybe for a long time, not only over the past year, but over many years. Is it not true that you also know that you could have done so much more than you've done. You also know, Christian, here today, that you have fallen short in this. And therefore, should you not resolve by grace, by faith, to bless the Lord and to live according to his word more than ever before. A good resolution indeed to begin the year with. I was reading this week of a man, godly man, in the past who listed some resolutions uh, that he made, and a couple of them stood up for me particularly. First of all, he said that he resolved never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life never to do anything which I would be afraid to do if it was the last hour of my life. You think about that one, friends. 
as we live from day to day. And the second one was this, never to speak evil of anyone so that it shall tend to his dishonor, more or less, upon no account to speak evil of anyone except for some real good. Again, friends, a word of warning, is it not, to all of us with that as well. Resolutions. Well, friends, you all know that even the youngest ones here will probably have heard of the idea of making resolutions. But sadly, so often resolutions, as someone else has said, are like the writing on the sand, which the waves of the sea soon wash away. How often we resolve, and particularly to do with spiritual matters, or we resolve to be better Christians. We resolve if we're not Christians to become Christians in the year that's ahead of us. And we resolve to be seen and do better witnesses for the Lord so often. What lies a year ahead then? In the year before us, if we're spared to see or however long we're spared to see it, all of it or not at all. Maybe you expect to be more holy. You expect to be more zealous. You expect to be more committed to the Lord than ever before. You expect you're going to make, therefore, more spiritual progress and to be seen to be a real Christian. But friends, for many of us resolved to do that last year and maybe the year before. And have we made that spiritual progress that ought to be ours? So often it is about tomorrow and next year and next week. Not only for the Christian, I'm speaking here, but for you also who are not as yet Christians. These things that you resolve to do regarding spiritual matters tomorrow. What does scripture tell us while reading Proverbs? Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So friends, let us at the beginning resolve to use today as we ought. Tomorrow was not promised to any of us. And so let us today consider what it is to bless the Lord from this time forth forevermore to praise the Lord. And three simple questions then to use as headings today. Who we are to bless and praise, when we are to bless and praise, and why we are to bless and to praise. First of all then, who we are to praise? Well, we are to bless, of course, the Lord. Now the idea of blessing uh, the root meaning of that word in the Hebrew language is to kneel, to kneel before, to bless, with the idea of worship or to honor someone. Now, friends, surely there is no one here today, whoever you are, who should not bless the Lord, not just for who he is, but to bless him and thank him for not dealing with you according to your sins. 
to bless him and thank him for not dealing with according to your sins of the last day, or this day itself, or the last year. No one can say, well, I have no reason to bless the Lord. No one can say that. You may not be a Christian here this morning, but you're still on mercy's ground. You still have opportunity to call upon the Lord. Should you not be thankful for that? That he didn't take you away in your sleep last night? That you're still here, unable to commit yourself or ask the Lord to save you? And so for what he has done for you and what he has not done toward you, we should bless him for the Lord. Now at another level, of course, God is to be blessed and worshipped for who he is in himself. He is always worthy of praise and honor and blessing for who he is in himself. Even if he has never saved anybody, he is still worthy of praise and adoration. As God, as the creator, as the sustainer of the world, giver of life. And especially to thank you today, surely, as the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And surely for yourself, if you're a Christian here today, there is not a day, not even an hour goes by, when you should not be blessed for that, for what he has done for you in Christ. How that should be, as it were, an umbrella over our whole lives. Everything is under this, what he has done for me in Christ. Is not reason to praise and to bless him. Friends, we don't need a new year to come round to resolve to do this. And so to bless him that we have to begin a new year with our eyes having been opened to our spiritual need. There's not a reason to bless him. If you can look back on the year that has gone by, or many years for some here, not only to see that you were lost, but to see that you could be saved and that a Savior was there for you. That he sent his beloved son and the suitability of that beloved son, the suitability of Christ as a Savior who has saved your soul if you're a Christian here this morning. And dear friend, if you are not, again, I say to you, here is the only Savior. And this is what you need to see. And then you will see truly what it is. And you will, and you cannot but bless God for that. Now, of course, can anyone see these things for themselves? Of course not. It is God who shows. And the glory of God must be given to God for this for opening our eyes. The Lord has done it. By his Holy Spirit, he has convicted us. He is still the one who, who works. I know how we long for that spirit to work today. We are told, friends, in, 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 in Scripture, that holy angels who have never sinned, do they need to worship? They certainly do. And they do worship. And they do praise God. And their whole 
whole existence is taken up with praising God. Those who have never, ever sinned. How much more than you and I today, if we know anything of what we are, of what God, the Lord, has done for us. Our praise, then, our worship, will be, of course, perfected one day in glory. But no one will bless and praise God in heaven who have not begun to do it in this world. This is the place. It is now that it must begin. It is in this life that you must have that desire and that longing and that compulsion to do so that you cannot but do otherwise here now in this life. This, friends, is a great need to bless and to praise the Lord for what he does and what he doesn't do for who he is in himself and particularly in what he has done in giving of his own beloved son. Friends, that would resolve then to do this, to worship the one who alone is worthy of our praise and adoration. Christian often speaks about all when you get to heaven, when we get to glory. And why do we want to get to glory? Well, within David Brainerd, you remember the godly missionary to the Red Indians in America. He said this. He said, on his deathbed, he said, I know that I am going to glory. But I don't want to go to heaven to advance my own position. I just want to go there to praise the Lord. The emphasis, the focus always. Not to us, Lord. Not unto us, but to thy glory take unto thyself. There spoke a man who understood who God was. Who understood what the Lord had done for him, who knew something of this God of the psalmist and who would bless him, and he blessed him and would bless him as all will of God's people in eternity. But as I said, that must begin in this life. It is not something that begins when you get to heaven any more than we can begin to be saved when we get to heaven. It is for this life. Now, here and now, is the beginning for us. Now, the world may ask the question, as we have it in verse 2, where is now their God? Some situations arise, and this question is asked, and what is the reply? Well, in verse 3, our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. And there is faith, friends, when the world asks, where is God in all this? God is in heaven. He's doing and ruling and reigning as he pleases. Now, sadly, some may look back on the past year, and it may be true that you will say, well, I really have no reason to bless God. Look at the difficulties I've had in the past year. Look at the trials I've had to go through. 
Look at maybe a death that has visited me or my family or my friends. Just look at the awful state of the world, people say. The wars and the death all around. And where is God in all these things? It's an astonishing, friends, how many people will blame God who say at the same time they don't believe in God. Anything goes on goes wrong in the world. And that's what they will tell you. They won't blame. They don't accept that it's a God, and yet they blame him if things don't go according to the way that they think things should have gone. When they realize things go wrong. And the worldly, they look to the gods of this world. Isn't that what we have from verse 4 onwards? Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. Basically, what they've done themselves, that is all about their own gods, the gods of their own choosing, the gods of their own making. But Scripture makes clear there is but one God who is to be worshipped, the living and the true God. He is the only one. And the person who praises him does so, not needing to see him, as the world needs to see things with their physical eye. That's what faith comes in. And that's what faith is exercise, the eye of faith. And this is what should be true of all God's people, that at all times they worship God and none else. What we read in verse 17, the dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. This is the time. He is the one to praise God. It is now we are to praise God. Now is the accepted time. This is the time for it. To go forward to our lives, praising and magnifying his name. It's a wonderful thing to see. And many of us can think of those who have gone before. Thankfully, still some, but we think of a generation gone by and they seem to be in a communion with God that sadly some of us know so little of. They were going forward through this world, uh, not always uh, cast down, but so often, even when they found things difficult, they still look to God and still praise God. Again, now the illustration of, you'll remember many read about Billy Bray. Billy Bray was a, a, a Cornishman and one who went around preaching a lot, and he was very quaint, and many people would laugh at him, but he was a godly, godly man. And he had many funny and unusual illustrations, and he was speaking about how he lived. And he said this, when I walk one foot in front of another, walking along, and when I lift one foot, it cries out praise, and I lift the other, and it says glory, and I go on praise and glory. Praise and glory, praise and glory. That's how I live my life in following Christ. Friends, would not be a good example for ourselves today. Whatever has come into our experience, whatever difficulties and trials, he is worthy of praise. Who we are to praise then, we are to praise and bless the Lord. Then secondly, when are we to do so? Well, we read here in our text, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. 
Now, when he says here from this time forth, we are not to read it meaning he has not done so before, but as it were, with a new resolve. He is still going to do it, but with a new resolve now, having thought more and more about who he is and what he has done. And that's so it should be with us from this time forth, with a new resolve. You see, friends, today, none of us are promised tomorrow. So today is always the best day to praise God and to lift up his name. And what better resolution for you and I than to resolve at the beginning of a new year to bless God. I am determined to bless him and to walk faithful with him more than I've ever done before in my life. Just as scripture says elsewhere about nursing, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Friends, now is the accepted time to praise him. Now is the time to bless him for who he is and what he has done. Oh, friends, it's easy to do so, is it not, when things are going well for us, when things are easy in our lives. It is so easy to have this kind of thinking. But, friends, our duty to worship him and to praise him is not linked to how matters are going on in our own lives. He is worthy of it at all times. There's never a time and there's never a situation in life when he is not worthy of our praise and adoration. You know very well, friends, that we can have much outward form in what we do, even in the singing of the Psalms, even in worship here. We can at times have little of heart in our worship. Maybe that's how it is for yourself today. And this kind of time of worship, public worship, should surely be a time particularly, though not exclusively so, where we are engaged in it with all our hearts and souls and minds and strength. Not just here, of course, but wherever we are. I wonder if you're here today yourself, first day of the year, and your mind is not as engaged as it ought to be in the worship of God. Then that should not just be due with the preaching or the preacher. It should be you as part of the congregation who have come. What have you come for today? Surely to worship God. Your mind not be on it, is it? Thousand and one other things that you're going to do or have done and expect to do in the year ahead. Well, friend, there is nothing more important in the year ahead than to worship the Lord. We begin our services. How do we begin our services? Let us worship God. But it should not just be as it were at the beginning. That thought ought to be with us right through the service. That spirit to be with us all times. Not, of course, just contained within these four walls, that spirit. That should be with us all day and every day, doing it unto the Lord at all times. Our congregation and our home lives should be characterized by praise and the blessing of God continually. So, friends, who we are to worship and when 
we are to worship and to be known as those who worship the Lord. If I can give one other little note. Some of us here remember uh, visiting an old folks' home up in Donation there for many years. And there was a lady there who wasn't um, from the island, but who had been moved up, an old lady. And she was always praising the Lord. And she was known. In the end, she had the nickname, Praise the Lord. And surely that should be something that would be a good nickname, as it were, for each of us. Here's the one who always praises the Lord. And so when we go up there, someone says, oh, where's praise the Lord tonight? When she wasn't able to be a present. Friends, praising the Lord should always be with us. Should always be the way we are. When we do it, we do it at all times. We do it especially when we come together in this way. But we also do it every moment, surely, of our lives. And why then, finally, are we to do so? Who, when, and now why? Well, if you're looking for a reason, read there in uh, verse 12 at the beginning. Here's a reason. The Lord has been mindful of us. Now, who here can say that that is not true in one way or another? The fact that you are spared to see this day. You should realize that. You've seen in a new year when countless others have not. You have seen you here today who are not as yet Christians. You have been spared to this day. You're still on mercy's ground. You're spared when others have been taken away from this sin of time. And you also, Christian, the Lord has certainly been mindful of you, not just in saving your soul whenever it was, but you think of the many situations in the past year when the Lord has been so gracious toward you and mindful of you. Many situations that we can praise him for. Think of his mercies. Think especially, and I think this is an area more and more as the Christian goes on, and I can say personally for myself, God's long-suffering towards me. The long-suffering of God toward us in different situations. When you deserved his chastening hand, the time you had these terrible thoughts, the time when you were engaged in unchristian things. That untruth you told someone. That way you spoke about someone else without justification. And yet he showed you mercy and did not deal with you according to your sin. And even, friend, when you were chastened and you recognized God's chastening hand in your life, is it not true that you could have said, well, it could have been a lot worse. He could have done so far more. Should have been even a lot worse in one sense. Surely then, Christian, you can say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Here the psalmist has, we will bless the Lord from this time 
forth forevermore. Will bless. He is talking here about a future. He acknowledges whatever lies ahead. He will bless the Lord because he believes in him. But again, may I speak to the rest of you here today. Is it only the Christian who should or can bless God? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The whole creation should bless God. Every creature, you today, you are dependent upon God. You're dependent for every single breath that you take. All that is a gift from God. Whoever you are, whatever your spiritual standing is today, you owe God praise and thanksgiving that you have a new day, that you have been spared. Maybe today, at the beginning of a new year, someone here will be giving serious consideration as never before to your own standing before God. I do hope and pray that someone here is thinking in that way, realizing that another year has ended and you're still not saved. As Jeremiah puts it, as you know, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and you're still not saved. Another year has passed, another year has begun, and you're still not saved. Here you are still halting between two opinions, and you're still spared, if not saved. And surely, surely, friend, you should thank God for that today. Now, we know that in the past year, the Lord has removed from this congregation those who were loved by us. Some who would have maybe sat here a year ago today. It's a question, isn't it, for us then? Who will be next? Who will be next from those gathered in this place today? If it was going to be you, have you lived your life praising and worshipping God? Millions, literally throughout the world, died in the last year. Some don't do us, but most not. No, friends, and I, I was astonished at this. I looked this up. It is estimated that nearly 150,000 people die in the world every day. 150,000 people every day. And you know as well, some will have seen the light of a new day. Some will have seen even the first day of the year and not see the end of it. Again, friend, if that was yourself, how would things be with you? Oh, no doubt some are ready and prepared, even if the call was sudden. But could that be said of all of us here this morning? So do you see then the many reasons that you have to praise and to Magnify the name of the Lord, that you have still opportunity to do so, to call upon him. And remember this, only those who begin to do so in this life can definitely do so 
in the life to come. This is where it must begin. These last words in the text, praise the Lord. They are literally, the word we know as hallelujah, yeah, meaning God. It is hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And are there going to be, is there a hallelujah in your own heart here this morning? Oh, that everyone here would see even, even as for the first time today, that they have every reason to praise and to bless God. And to praise and to bless him to see that he gave his only begotten son. To praise him today that he gave Christ to seek and to save the lost. But friends, whether you're saved today or still lost, for one reason or another, all of us have our reason to praise the Lord. So I say to you, good resolution on the first day of the year. To be Christian, to be more earnest, more zealous, more desirous for God's glory in the year ahead, however long you may have in it. And you, dear ones, without Christ still, be more determined than ever. Resolve, resolve with all your heart and soul to seek the Lord while he is to be found and call upon him while he is near. When would that be? What's the best time? Today. But a good thing, if you'd be able to look back on this, you would have no problem. Some of us think, well, when did the Lord start in my life? What date was it? And then you would never forget, would you? The first day of 2023. Oh, that that would be true of someone in this congregation or listening in this morning. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are indebted to thee for thy continued mercy and loving kindness, so that we would praise the Lord, that we would count our blessings, and that all of us would realize that thou art worthy in thyself, apart from anything else, of our praise and our adoration. Come with us, Lord, be with us in the rest of the day and in our evening worship. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen.